time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend just a few moments advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. We just can't help ourselves. Since we were kids, we have been obsessed with big. Big balloons. Mommy, I want big balloons for my party. Not those cheap ones you got at dollar store. <laughs> big playgrounds. 455 swing sets. Big movie. We want to know the budget before we know the plot. Then we think. Because money was spent, it must be good. Big plans. Big plans. We even had to create a spreadsheet for it because it's, it's that big. When I used to travel on the road, after the show, I'd call back to my family and tell them about the great show and the amazing people who ended up responding so beautifully and kindly to our craft and our gifts. But I will tell you this. First question for my family, any family really, the first question was and would be from anyone, how many people were there? How big was it? How much money did you make? And even though I tried to teach my, my kids that attendance at an event does not mean that it was successful, I could always tell. They were disappointed when the numbers didn't match the expectation. We were expecting 50, but only 40 showed up. And so after all, how good could it be? We didn't reach our big expectation. We just love, we just love big things. We should have learned from history, that is, that big things don't seem to have a great reputation. Matter of fact, most of the big things throughout history, over time, have ended up poorly, rejected, destroyed, conquered, cast aside. For instance, Anti-slavery in this country was a very tiny movement. It even still remained small during the Civil War. Most of the soldiers who were fighting for the North, if you would ask them why they were fighting, they'd say, because those goddamn Southern Confederates are trying to take our country. Even when Lincoln 
decided to make slavery the issue. It just never really gained a, a complete foothold. During the American Revolution, there were a surprising number of Americans who wanted to remain English. Matter of fact, I will say this to you. If you had taken a vote in 1775 on whether to leave England or maintain colonist status, we all today would still be saluting the Queen. It's, I know, it's, it's kind of difficult to comprehend and realize that big is a kind of a bad sign. Especially if big crops up quickly and the ranks of the followers swell with great intensity. It looks like a movement. Oh, we love, we love that word. We're involved in a movement and tens and thousands of people have signed up for our podcast. I will tell you this right now. If I was depending on mere numbers or speculation about this podcast, I would have stopped it months ago. So it brings me to a question, perhaps a pair of questions. First question is, is it too important not to be big? Or is it just too big not to be important? Is it too important not to be big? Or is it just too big that it's got to be important? From eight, from ni- 1936, that was it, to 1943, Adolf Hitler would have been the biggest figure of notoriety in our world. That changed, you know. For a time, the biggest name on the planet was Osama bin Laden. That also changed. There were many others that came along that preceded these two examples. Uh, How about Napoleon? Alexander the Great or the not-so-great? States' rights. Confederacy, segregation. Jim Crow is what got the crowds out. It wasn't equal rights for the black man and woman in our country. It was a long time before Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. got ink in the newspapers and notice from the country. Our 
I'll tell you this. The most important statement in the whole world is love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, Yeah, stop and think. How big is that really? I mean, if we could guarantee that voting was private, how many people would go in the booth and choose to vote against love your neighbor as yourself? It doesn't change how important it is. My children will sometimes come up to me, tell me how worried they are about some politicians who's cropped up on the scene. I will remind them that the most popular man in America in 1951, the most popular man was Joseph McCarthy. By the way, he's the anti-communist guy, member of Congress, who wanted to investigate every American to determine if he or she were a communist leaning towards the Red Menace or the Soviet Union. See, McCarthy was big, but he was not important. Robert E. Lee would have been considered the man of the year in 1862. But he was personally leading a change to create a country called the Confederate States of America. He was very big, (laughs) but not importantly. Meanwhile, there were many eager beavers who were abolitionists working day and night to rescue slaves from the South, those who were trying to gain their freedom. Some of these abolitionists were arrested. Most were just considered troublemakers. But the truth is, they were the ones that were important, but not very big. This is how we lose our way. We start looking at the polls, studying the statistics, taking pictures of the crowds that are gathering, comparing the numbers, counting heads, listening to the ferocity of the scream of the maddening crowd. And when we do this, what is big comes to the forefront, even though it's usually unimportant. And therefore, what is important is ignored. I'm sorry, it's just not big. This is why we've got to be careful not to get weary in doing what is right because it rarely gains the biggest microphone, the largest pulpit, or great social media numbers. Is it so big that it must be important? 
Or can we take a deep breath and realize that it's so very important that it must be spread abroad, even though it doesn't seem like it's gaining energy? So how can we tell? How can we know if something's big, which will probably prove to be unimportant, or if it's something so important that it is worth a lifetime of effort to make it big? I got, got, got quickly four things. Uh, four things I think that clarify this situation. Number one, this thing that's come up on the scene, this thing that is around me. Does it let me feel? Will it let you feel? Because after all, things that are big are large because they decide what you, what you should feel. They decide that for you. And you have to fall in line with all the rest of the good soldiers. Otherwise, it doesn't look like a big crowd. But things that are important... They let me feel, which is really big. I must have that. I must give that to you. I must be willing to feel, even if I feel differently. Instead of joining thousands who feel the same way, they can print the same posters to carry in the rally because these are the ideas that we have to promote to remain part of that big thing. There's a huge example. We live in a country that constantly talks about culture. Even though if, if, you, if you trace back the conversation to its roots, culture, what we're referring to as culture, is just a new word for racism. Sometimes what we wanted to keep us all different so we can privately go over with our little clique and feel we are better than others. If it's important, it's going to let people feel. It won't dictate what they need to feel so that they can be part of the big thing, man. You want to be part of the big thing, don't you? Then feel the following five things. It'll share the heart the matter and then let you find your heart in it number two does this thing lift my spirit does, does it lift your spirit if it's important it must lift our spirits for instance my spirit is not lifted by hearing people talk about the end of the world my spirit is not lifted by being pounded on on how the earth is being destroyed and we're killing our planet. If it doesn't lift the human spirit, it's not important. And if it's not important, it should not be promoted as a big thing. When I was a boy in school, I was told that the earth would be destroyed by 1999 due to what? Overpopulation. You see, that was the big thing. But you see, the earth wasn't destroyed by overpopulation. 
just scared me. And I huddled with a bunch of scared people. As a youngster, it just made me want old people to die quickly. I lost the importance of having my spirit lifted and instead walked around needfully terrified along with the millions of other kids who read, who read that week their weekly reader. Big things terrify our spirits. So we respond with fear. A group fear. A big fear. A cheering fear. A rallying fear. It appears to be powerful. But lifting the spirit is important. It doesn't make quite as much noise. I got a third thing here. Because things that are important make me think. They don't tell me what to think so I can be part of the, the big gang, the movement, the happening. They don't pander to me by telling me what I've always thought to be right is actually completely correct. Things that are important make me think. Therefore, they should be big. There shouldn't be anybody on this earth hiding behind a culture which ends up making them bigoted. Things that are important aren't always big. Like the humanity of us all. How about kindness, generosity, pretty big to have creative expression it's also important all of these are very important but if you held a rally it might be difficult to get a hundred people to join you even with free refreshments Stupidity is always big in its moment, but it's never important. Wisdom, on the other hand, has few children, but it's big. It's big to the necessity of continuing our race with class and style. And I'll, let me just throw in a fourth one as we get to the end here, just because I can. What is important pushes me in the right direction. What is big just pushes me. And what is the right direction? Anything that makes room for brothers and sisters and, and enriches the lives of others while still granting us a space for our own happiness. This is always the right direction. For the good news is important things need to be made big while we realize that big things are often just not important. And the better news is important things, they let us feel, 
They lift our spirits. They make us think. And they push us in the right direction. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.